What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Star Jobbers Podcast. I'm Cody. I am Max and Adam's boat captain. I, that's probably one of the funniest segments I've seen from them in a while. The the, the whole trampoline park one was funny, but <laughs> this took it to a whole other level for I me. don't know. I think hitting kids in the face with rubber balls is, you know... I'm elder millennial, so yeah. we still did that back in the day. <laughs> That's awesome. I loved it. Um, it's it's fantastic. But yeah, no, I mean Max slipped me a hundy just to, you know, he said, When I tell you to jet it, you know, just push. You know. <laughs> I don't I don't know, you know, I don't know what he meant, but a hundred bucks is a hundred bucks. And okay. I've done worse for less. Yeah, you take it when you can get it. Yeah. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You you gotta stop that. <laughs> you gotta stop. I can't focus now. Well, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, we are on social media, as I've said before, and I'll say it again. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and uh, TikTok will be coming up soon. Don't worry. It is coming. We will let you know when. But it takes a while to, to create It does. Like, there's a lot content. that goes into it. I didn't realize that, but there is content that's going to be coming. Don't you worry. We'll let you know, and we'll send you a link to it. It'll be in our uh, social media bios and everything. Yep. But going into that... I just want to thank all of our listeners for supporting us, all the ones that have listened to our podcast from day one, and new people that have joined on. You know, just this morning, whenever I got out of church, there was a, I'll call her one of our prime timers, that said that she just got into listening to our podcast. And she was talking to me about whenever she was big into it, she was watching uh, people like, I can't uh, Haystack Calhoun. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is going back to like Killer Kowalski, J- uh, Chief J. Strongbow days. Okay. Um, oh, so 50s and 60s. Exactly. So okay, the WWWF. That's right. Uh, the WCCW? W- or well, w- that's World Class Championship Wrestling. Right. I, I mean, they were, I mean, around 70s, 80s, folded, I think. Think in the nineties or like Somewhere very beginning nineties, but yeah. like W, like worldwide, you know, full heyday of territories, yeah, um, full world of kayfabe. Everything was uh, territory. There was no syndicated cable. There was no like your local promotion was the promotion that you watched. Exactly. But you know, it just reminded me that you never know who's a wrestling fan. You never know yeah. who you're going to encounter that says. I'm really big into professional wrestling. Like I used to watch it all the time, and I still like to watch it today. I still like to listen to it or listen to podcasts or different things like that. You never know who's a fan of it because professional wrestling, believe it or not, has a fan base that is bigger than you would think it is. I mean, I don't understand it where people think that it's not big. I mean, literally, they, they fill arenas every every week exactly with wrestling fans. I mean, you look at WrestleMania for the past years or so. They've sold out. And you have fans from all over the world yeah. that love it. It's an inter- it's international. I mean, football's not even international. Like you can kind of say that football is international. Like, and we're talking American football. Like, right. there's the Canadian Football League, and like there's a couple European countries where like it does get some watching. You know, soccer is probably the most international sport worldwide. Right. Where, you know, it's watched very heavily everywhere. But like, I would say wrestling is probably in the top three. Like if not if not the sports, first yeah if not the like, first and definitely international a close second. that like every area has I mean there's German there's yeah German wrestling promotions there's Japanese there's Asian there's Australian there's Indian there's Canadian there's it's Mexican. all over I mean it's it's everywhere it's, and every promotion has their own different style or every country oh yeah. has their own style like oh yeah most said. yeah countries have their own different style and then yeah just like you said most uh, even regions you know back in the day of of regional promotions you know you had Memphis style you had AWA style. You know, you had Jim Crockett style, you had Florida style, you had Washington, you know, Seattle style, you yeah. had American Samoan style. Of like it, it would take us so long just to go through all the different styles. Like we'd have to make it, I'd say maybe a four-parter episode, I would say. I mean, we could, I, we probably could do 10, we could probably do 10 episodes alone and do one episode on the history of each region. Yeah. I Honestly, mean, that's not a bad idea. If that's something you guys would be interested, uh, let us know on social media. We yeah, can for totally sure. do that. But that's a, I mean, we that's love a lot of work. And I don't want to do it unless we know it's going to be appreciated. Right, exactly. You know, yeah. I'm a little bit lazy. So, you know, give me a reason, guys. <laughs> exactly. Like you know, like we said, if that's something that you guys are interested in, let us know. We always say it all the time. If you have something that you want us to do or something that you want us to touch on, whether it's something that's going on currently or something that's happened in the past, let us know on our social media. We want to hear from you guys, and we want to hear your opinions. Your opinions matter to us because they help build what we do here. They help build the show because this is this is a podcast that is built 
for fans, by fans. We love. We always love to say that. It's by fans, for fans. Well, Are we allowed to say that? Isn't, isn't that somebody else's shtick? Are we, is FUBU going to sue us? I hope not. Yeah, me too. I don't know. We'll have to look into it. Fubu, don't sue us. We didn't know anything, but it was, it was Cody did it. He didn't. He didn't realize he was making mistakes. I, I apologize. I I will retract that statement in editing. For for fans by fans, not for us by us. So I think I think we're good. Yeah. We'll, for we'll fans by fans. FFBF. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, we're gonna get into a little topic here. Uh, so we talked about it a little bit last episode where. We have Wrestle Dream coming up. Well, actually, it's going to be tonight because we're recording this on Sunday. But we also have Fastlane as part of WWE's pay-per-view card coming up this Saturday. And this is another one of those pay-per-views where me and John both agree pretty much on everything that's been announced so far. And there's been some rumors about what matches might take place or what people are saying that could happen. The only one that hasn't been announced that's going to be put like in pen to paper is going to be the uh, match between Gunther and Tommaso Ciampa for the Intercontinental Championship. There's a contract signing for it tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw. But as far as the other matches, we pretty much agreed on everything on that one as well. Yeah. But we're also going to get into Wrestle Dream a little bit and kind of touch base on some things that have changed yeah, and some speculations it. that may have occurred due to recent events. Yeah. But we'll get into that here just a little bit. So first I want to touch on... Fastlane with WWE. You know, it's pretty much one of those pay-per-views right now where it's just WWE checking the box for their pay-per-view for the month. Yeah, they're just getting, they're just finding their way till Survivor Series. Exactly. And I I'm sure that when Survivor Series rolls around or even when Royal Rumble rolls around, it'll be one of those pay-per-views where we get to put a little stipulation on whoever has the most losing predictions. For this one, no, I think Survivor Series will give us an offer for that. I, I don't think we'll even have to wait till Royal Rumble. Um, you can already tell they're starting to put the uh, the pieces together for Survivor Series. I think we can kind of see the writing on the wall of of what Survivor Series is going to look like. Um, All I can say is that I hope it's another Survivor Series War Games. Oh, I do too. I, I really hope it's another War Games. Um, right now, it's look you know it's definitely looking like the Judgment Day. Um, versus KO, Sammy, Cody, uh, and and Jay. Right. Um, you know, it's 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 crazy how different. Yeah, that like it is what we thought it would have been. Like you know, just a couple months ago. Right. It's almost like the bloodline doesn't even exist. Like I know it does exist, and like it's still called the bloodline. Yeah. But like, I, you, you don't see Roman a whole lot right now. And, you know, I really just, I feel like they've kind of foobarred Jimmy's character. Or maybe there's just story that we're not seeing yet. But, like, it really is like Jimmy goes against the bloodline. So Jimmy and Jay leave the bloodline. They beat Roman, you know, in a tag team match. And then, you know, they leave the bloodline. And then Jimmy screws Jay over. And then now, I guess Jimmy's back in the bloodline. And now Jimmy's back in the bloodline. And it, honestly, I say it just does not really making any sense anymore. Right. It's like I mean, and I'm sure that we're gonna have clarification in weeks to come, maybe, or even after Fastlane. But for now, it's just kind of confusing as to where the story is going. Yeah, I really. But I, there, I I have hope that we are gonna get some clarification and that we are gonna get back on the right track. We've veered off on an exit, but now we're gonna get back on the interstate. Well, that's 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 honestly where I think. It is going. I, I think it's one of those where they've they've put a pause on it, um, and they're they're letting things settle so that they can rise again. Right. Uh, which will be interesting to see how that works. You know, the Rock's interaction with WWE always makes us kind of hungry for a return there, but um, I would prefer they stay the course than to change the course for a, a one time payday. Right. Now, granted. The Rock versus Roman Reigns, I think, would be a humongous blockbuster uh, media event, and yes. would probably be the make for the biggest WrestleMania of all time. Absolutely. So maybe they go ahead and do that. I mean, money we'll is really nice. Yeah. And us fans are fickle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are. Um, but yeah, no the the storylines in WWE right now it's it's very everything is. 
it's like they say it's on cruise control you know nothing's yeah, on fire exactly nothing is is really hot so you know this pay-per-view you know this not to say that there's no stakes but it's just there's not really any high stakes right uh there's no need for controversy um you know it's just put on a show yeah. move on to the next and to say like i feel like survivor series once we get to the survivor series area we'll we'll start um We'll start seeing them amp up the storylines, and you know, especially by the time we get, you know, closer to the end of the year, to the the build to a Royal Rumble, and on the road to WrestleMania. Right. I mean, that's where the big. That's the, you know, that's that's when WWE does their does their magic. You know, they do it all the time, and you know, AEW, we're we're kind of in a, you know, it's like we're in a hangover. Uh, or, you know, or we should be. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For AEW, because it's like you had it all in at Wembley, and then all out a week later, we got Wrestle Dream right now. Um, I know Tony is, you know, he's talked about is it is it at Wrestle Dream or is it at the uh, anniversary Dynamite that he said he's going to make a major announcement that's going to change uh, AEW. I feel like it's going to be at the anniversary episode. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, I think that's that's right. That makes more sense. Um, so obviously, there's there's something there. I mean, honestly, I think it's just the announcement that they'll probably be on Max. Right. Um, well, I mean, technically, that wouldn't be a huge announcement because that's pretty much been common knowledge now to wrestling well, fans. Well, I think it's going to be a, a huge announcement so. in the sense that there's going to be monthly pay per views or monthly premium live events. And that the entire ROH library, along as well as the AEW library, will be available for streaming. Um, that would be good because I mean, for all those that don't pay a subscription to Ring of Honor or uh, whatever the subscription is called, it's it's something different. But yeah, it's, I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't pay it currently, so I don't. Know. Right, it's good for the wrestling fans to get exposure to other promotions that aren't as widely televised as WWE and AEW because I remember when Impact was on Spike TV or uh, I remember paying uh, uh, Apple uh, on iTunes for Impact episodes really? yeah they were two ninety nine weekly I don't think I ever got into that I, yeah it was before they were on Spike oh okay I see yeah they it, they, they had um yeah, they kind of had like a you know, a, you know, what was it, like premium content? Yeah, it was like a premium content, and then they okay. got their deal on Spike or TNN. Yeah, um, and TNN, which became Spike. Right. Uh, and, but yeah, I mean, the ROH library itself. I mean, just the Tyler Black, the Kevin Steen, yes. the El Generico, the CM Punk, all of that. All of that content. I mean, that's that's gold right there. Yeah. I mean, that's And plus it give us an opportunity to go back and be able to watch some of those matches in the archives and maybe give some history lessons here on the on the podcast and go back at some yep. of the most iconic matches of Ring of Honor or the biggest names or biggest events and different things like that. Yeah, and so I don't know. Maybe that's going to be the announcement, or maybe it might be something different. But I don't know. We'll just have to see. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine what else it would be. I don't imagine that they're going to combine ROH and AEW, just because I think that it's smart to keep them separate. Yeah, uh, ROH kind of allows them to um, do like the wrestling, the indie wrestling fans wrestling promotion, right? Where AEW allows them to kind of be the hybrid of sports entertainment and professional wrestling that they've you know kind of found their their niche in on TV on TNT and TBS. Right. So I don't I don't see them doing that. I mean I don't. There's no wrestler that they're going to bring in right now that's going to change the whole thing. They got rid of that wrestler. So um, for good reason. Uh, you. You and me, we, we we go around the horn on this one left and right. I, I don't agree. It was good reason. I believe bad management was the problem there. See, CM Punk's a blowhard. And there's all, I mean, like, the, the hard, in every industry that involves creative talent, there is creative talent that is difficult to deal with. Lo and behold, they get managed on a daily basis. And, you know, WWE had, you know, Granted, he left WWE, but see, he left WWE. They didn't kick him out. They right. kept making the money off of him. And what he was mad about was they made more money off of him than he made off of them. 
you know, uh, good management knows how to handle difficult people. And unfortunately, AEW hasn't shown that they can handle. Well, I mean, the biggest the difference talent. with WWE and AEW is who is management. Yeah. Because with WWE, you weren't going to try and go up against Vince or no, try and go up against Triple H because and you they, don't go up against Triple H. I mean, I think I don't think that Triple H is any different than Vince when it probably comes to level of intimidation. Yeah. Uh, and you know, basically, the buck stops here. Exactly. Whereas with Tony Khan. You pretty much have a mark with a big wallet that doesn't know how to manage talent. Like he he doesn't have. He's 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 a. I I think he's a very shrewd and stern businessman. There's no way you make or retain like he's in a family that is they're billionaires. Right. There's no way you have that much money and you're not good at, at managing. But at the same time, I think he's better at managing suit and tie. And this is not a suit and tie business. Exactly. You know, Vince wears a suit and tie, but he grew up Carney. Yeah, exactly. Like he grew up with his dad, you know, and, you know, he grew up in a business where when he started trying to turn it into a more formal business, right. you know, he was told that he might end up, you know, in the river with cinder blocks tied to his feet. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a different world. It's an evolving world. So yeah. I'm not trying to throw anything at Tony, but just it's... I think he's still like this business that he loves. I still I think he's probably still learning quite a bit. Um, and it's like I said, the the CM Punk stuff. If I'm a if I'm a promoter, I'm making money off of all that controversy. I mean, oh yeah. I'd say if I was if I was Tony Khan and you know they said I wouldn't have suspended him. I would have given. I would have told them they have one or two months to figure things out, and then they're having a match at the next major pay per view. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, just all the controversy going on with it and then the backstage hoopla and everything. Yeah. It, it's just one thing after another, and then CM Punk now just becomes a liability at this point. Well, so the question, of course, everybody's asking now is when does CM Punk arrive on WWE? He won't. I, I, I'm going to go and tell it to you guys, and I may be totally wrong. I do not see him going to WWE. Not for anything. Because Triple H cannot put his personal feelings aside to allow CM Punk... To be a big money draw for WWE and to pretty much annihilate AEW in the ratings. Yeah, but does Endeavor trump Triple H and say we want that payday? That's that's the million dollar question right there. I mean, because they just bought it. They just bought a company for quite a bit of money. I mean, if I'm them, I want I want I want to see big numbers sooner than later. Right. But so, it, we'll just have to see. Like I said, yeah. I may be totally wrong, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. Just my personal opinion. But kind of going back to something you said about streaming platforms, there was something that uh, I saw, and I am not happy about it. For anybody that has watched or has subscribed to Stars through the streaming oh, platform, yeah. Yeah. they have canceled the show Heels. Heels. Yeah, I was furious that I saw this. Have you watched season two yet? I have not watched season two. I've watched season one. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for season two to finish, and then I want to just like binge it and watch it all together. I love right. the show. I think it's fantastic. The show is absolutely great. I still haven't watched uh, the one on Netflix yet with Al Snow. I have. I need to go back and watch that. That's the documentary. Yeah, because I know Bill like has told me repeatedly, I, "You need to go watch this," and other people have told me, "You need to check this out." I haven't had a chance to just because rehearsals for the show have been oh yeah out, out, out of this world just busy 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 yeah and this week is going to be no different with tech and dress rehearsals and everything so but it's going to be great i'm just ready for the show to get you're going to say fun stuff like i'm busy because of dress rehearsals and blah 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 i can say i've been really busy lately because of it's the end of the fiscal year um <laughs> those of you don't see he did the whole glasses thing we're just pushing but yeah, anyway it, you know it's uh yeah we it is a bit it's a busy time of the year and unfortunately like i say it's kind of the hangover season for uh, professional wrestling. You know, we just got out of the summer blockbuster matches right. and everything like that, and we're we're not we're not into the winter uh, buildup. Say we're not on the road to WrestleMania yet. Right. So it's it's just that it's that time of year where there's a lot of you know it's a lot of fluff and stuff, but not a lot of substance. Right. Um, it's just going to we, be those. We've got a lot in. of speculating and um, you know roster baiting to do uh, you know I'm, we're I had hoping, to do a double take on that because I was like wait a minute what did he just say yeah you know we're, we're rostrobating we're, we're, we're having we're having fantasies of what might happen with all of the uh, the free agencies and all the different you know signings and such please don't ever say that word again 
Masturbate? Ever. No. That just sounds wrong. I, I, it, it just sounds wrong. What, uh, what, what, what's the word for large scale debates done across a stream of social media? Debating your roster. Mass debating. No, you just said the other. That's why I didn't want you to say. <laughs> oh gosh, we're trying to keep it PG here, they're John. Two se- they're two separate words. We're trying to keep it PG here, John. Sorry, oh, Grandma. Yeah, so, sorry to all of our young listeners that are on the podcast. John is just. A, a middle schooler at heart. I've had too many Rice Krispie treats today, Grandma, and I'm uh, I'm not I'm not responsible for the tomfoolery that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I have to take care of that responsibility. Uh, yeah, no, but, this is this is when we need one of those little you know. yeah, exactly one of the little censorship buttons on there. But yeah, speaking of not speaking of what I, I think it's a great word, but okay, go, go ahead and say it. I mean, it's, speaking of rosterbatory uh, <laughs> predictions. <laughs> Tonight, as as Russell as Russell Dream goes on, the the big question is: Will we or won't we see the debut of one Adam Copeland? See, I'm going to say that we do see it, just because for the simple reason that the TNT title match, the two out of three falls match between Christian Cage and Darby Allen, yep. it has now been moved to the main event. Yep. It is no longer Brian Danielson and Zack Saber Jr. Yep. For the dream match, which I'm happy about too, as well. And I'll say that in a minute. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still a doubter. I'm still not bought in. I still feel like Edge is kind of like a WWE for life guy, right? But the fact that they changed the main event does give me just a little bit of I don't want to whether I say hope or I just say. It curiosity. Just kind of make, yeah, exactly. It makes you wonder. It's it, like, why would they change that to the main event last minute? Well, and, and so I'll, you know, yeah. So I mean, it's like to me, it went from like a no way, it's not happening to it could happen. Right. It's very you possible. Know, I mean, I'm like Lloyd at the end of Dumb and Dumber. Right. So you're saying there's, there's a, a chance. chance. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm my other reason I'm happy about it is is you know and if you listen to last week's episode you knew my concern is this going to be a really great professional wrestling heavy pay per view yes and it's going to be long and it's going to be a lot of matches so um, I'm really excited about the idea of the Daniel Bryan Zack Saber Jr. match being earlier because yes. it means that my old butt might not start falling asleep by the time it comes on. Exactly. And so I'll be able to watch it with my brain not going in and out of consciousness. Right. Yeah. I mean, once it gets past 11.30, my eyes start to get a little heavy. Yeah. I mean... I don't party hardy got, like I used to. Yeah, same here. And so, you know, there's going to be some great matches on Wrestle Dream and then also Fastlane as well, like we just talked about before. Like there's not a whole lot for Fastlane, but you got some pretty good matches. I mean, Seth Rollins and Nakamura, Last Man Standing. That's going to be a great match. Of course, Rollins is going to retain. I oh, there's no I'm question. Just, yeah. Rollins is retaining. Um, he's yeah, he's not yeah. he's not losing this title. Yeah. Uh, EO Sky and Asuka and Charlotte Flair triple threat for the women's championship. EO's going to retain. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what. I I would maybe have given the idea that maybe they would put it back on Charlotte. If the EO Oscar match didn't do as well as it did, but apparently the EO Oscar match uh, that was on SmackDown, what? I think a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, apparently it did fantastic numbers. Oh yeah, uh, like it pulled it pulled more than the John Cena segment. Oh yeah, well, I mean, because it's I'm the, repeat it, that it's the match that <laughs> fans have been wanting to see. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm going to repeat that again because I really want that to settle in. Yeah, listen it to this. It pulled more than the John Cena. They brought John Cena back and this match beat his his take time. Exactly. Because, like I said, it's that match that people have been wanting to see because they've been wanting to see Japanese strong style mm-hmm. competitors in a match together. Yeah. Because you haven't really seen that on the men's side of things no. in a long, long time. I mean... No, well, we, got the, we, got the, we got the Wrestle Kingdom rematch with AJ and, and Shinsuke, but it was very different. Right. I mean, it was some Japanese strong style here and there, but it was more American style. It was definitely WWE production. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they took, so, they took, the, they took the, the match card, and then they said, look what we can do with it. Right. Unfortunately, WWE way overshot themselves. They did not 
create what Wrestle Kingdom created. Exactly. So. But yeah, and then of course uh, Gunther versus Tommaso Ciampa Intercontinental Championship. Gunther Gosh, is going to retain. I'd love to see Ciampa win that. Yeah, I would love but to I see just, it too. I mean, he's not. He they they haven't built his character. No, and this is going to be one of those squash. I, I won't say it's a squash it's not match. Be a squash match. I think it's going to be. A, a, I mean, they put. Tommaso in this match because they know that it'll create a great match uh, and it'll hopefully elevate Tommaso to later challenge for an Intercontinental or a Universal, you know, or not even, but a United States title. Right. Um, but I mean, I honestly, I don't think they're going to do anything with Tommaso until Johnny's fully healthy and they can do DIY again yes. on the main roster. Exactly. So I just, it's, it's going to be a good match, just like the matches that we've been getting with Gable. It's great. Yes. It's going to be a good match. Um, Two phenomenal workers. It's going to be entertaining, but I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to mark out that there's a chance that Tommaso wins this match. Right? Do we see Damian Priest cashing in tonight on Seth Rollins? See, that would be cool, but I don't think it's going to happen. Right? Because I mean, you still got the tag titles. Dominic Mysterio just lost the uh, North American title to Tripoli, I think, or. Uh, Trick Williams, sorry, my bad. Uh, Trick Williams, who was uh, Carmelo Hayes' buddy in NXT. Yeah, and who so was not Mustafa Ali, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, if I was Shawn Michaels, I would have been ticked. He had to like completely change his card after those releases. Exactly. But with Dominic losing his title, you still have Rhea as the women's champion, and then Priest and Balor as the tag team champions. I don't see this being the point where. That this will be the cash in, just because they haven't really done anything with Judgment Day and Seth Rollins as of recent. And so, well, the only thing that would be cool is, I mean, I think it would be cool if he cashed in and took the world, you know, and got the world title. I think that would be awesome. And then you could throw Seth in and have Seth be part of a War Games Survivor Series match. With Seth, Cody, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, and then you've got Damian, Dominic, Finn, throw in JD McDonough, and Shinsuke Nakamura. That wouldn't be too bad. Or would this be one of those times where we finally see Rhea Ripley in competition? Nah, WWE is still never going to throw a woman into an all-men's... I mean, like, they've done every once in a while where a man will, like... Well, I mean, the most recent time they've done that is when they had Nia Jax enter in the Men's Royal Rumble match. Well, they'll say, and they say they have Nia enter in the Men's Royal Rumble match, and they'll have someone push or, you know, shove her out. But a War Games match where it's going to get bloody? Nah, they're not... I mean, even AEW, like, who every once in a while does some mixed-gender style matches where right. women and men actually touch each other. Right. WWE's publicly traded company, they're still... They're not going to touch that with a, a 50-foot pole. Right. Um, you know, Rhea, It would be great to see, just because Rhea Ripley is probably one of the best women competitors well, she's in the China professional of this wrestling. Generation. Exactly. She's the China of this generation, and I think that... It would be great. I just, I wish it would happen, but I mean, like you said, yeah. I just not thinking about it. I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be great to see. Oh yeah, it'd absolutely be great to see. But, I, I truly believe she could hold her own, and she could do a fantastic job in working. I think match. she absolutely could. And you know, as far as you know, if you want to talk about like you know, I'm not a fan of third wave feminism, but like first and second wave feminism, I have no problem. Like if you want to talk about equal equality of of, of outcome based on equality of input. Um, that woman's jacked, and she could kick the crap out of me any any time. Exactly, like, I I wouldn't want to step into a ring with her. So, right, you know, believability of her being able to fight, absolutely. Yes, but at the same time, like male female, you know, just because of male on female violence and things like that, with you know TV and censorship, it'll never really, it'll never really get done on national syndication of any kind. Yeah, um, you know, that's why the only promotions and stuff that have any kind of intergender matches don't typically have TV deals. Right. So, um, no, I mean, I don't see that happening, but at the same time, give me a, give me a war games and, uh, you know, have Damien take Seth's title and then they have a war game. We have a war games match. And then later on, Seth can beat Damien for the title. Um, you know, during like the December pay-per-view or during the Royal rumble. That's a fantastic way to wrap up the rest of the year. Yeah. 
to me, that's great. I mean, WWE should be paying me for these ideas. I just I just mapped out the rest of their pay-per-views. I mean, you're right here, right here. I mean, you do marketing. Yeah. I mean, this is your shtick. This is my shtick. You could do it. Uh, what is that? That is my kind of bag, baby. Um <laughs> uh, but I'm not yeah. sure I understand the reference, but I'm just that was awesome say, powers. I thought that's what it was, but I wasn't going to jump. Made I wasn't going to jump. Pump. I wasn't going to jump. That gonna kind jump of thing's it. not my bag, baby. <laughs> oh, good old Austin Powers. One warranty card for Swedish made penis and larger, <laughs> filled out by Austin Powers. <laughs> it's not mine. Someone's playing a prank on me. <laughs> One book, Swedish made in lodges and me. This kind of thing is my bag. Baby. Baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyway, that's pretty much what we've got our opinions on for Wrestle Dream and Fast Lane. Eventually, we are going to get to a pay per view, hopefully, Survivor Series. We might raise the stakes and just depending on what the matches are in store for that. But eventually, we are going to get to a point where we have differing opinions and oh, no, there will, will be a stipulation for the loser of those predictions. Well, so that's the, that'll be the chop. That's the chop bet. That's right. The loser of that one's going to get chopped in the chest. Would we say three or five times? You said five times. Five oh, times. Yeah. If I, if I lose, it's three times. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to say, nah, it's going to be even all across the board here. Yeah, I know. I know. But, uh, yeah, so yeah, we've got, we covered, we covered fast lane. Let's say we said wrestle dream, you know, we, we, we covered that last week. Now we, we have had a couple, I guess, was it minor change that like we, we right like we a few about. last minute matches so added to zero hour? But uh, it's, MJF is is not going to have Adam Cole, baby. Right, it's going to be a handicap match where he's defending the titles. I still think the I still think MJF wins. Oh yeah, he's going to win. He's going to win, and just like when he um, scoop slammed Big Bill, or like when he did the uh, the suicide dive for the first time. He's he's just gonna not shut up about it. And exactly, it's gonna be hilarious and wonderful. Yep. Um, we are gonna see the kangaroo kick. And I hope to see be. the kangaroo kick. Oh, I mean, it's at gonna this happen. point, if I don't see the kangaroo kick, I'm gonna have a you know a BF. Exactly. <laughs> My gosh, but uh, we also have some matches added to Zero Hour: The Acclaim defending the uh, Dude, trio Claudia. title. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, so go, uh, I'll talk no, about so, yeah, uh, against uh, TMDK, and then. Uh, Claudio Castanoli against, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Josh um, Bennett? Yeah, Josh Bennett. Yeah. That's that, going to be a great match. Yeah. No, I was like, how is that a zero-hour match? I know. That should be like the opener. That thing is going to be amazing. Yeah. I can't wait to stop talking to you so I can watch it. Exactly. You know you enjoy talking to me. I love talking to you, but it's, there's great wrestling going on. As we speak, actually. As we speak. Yeah. We'll get back to it eventually. And then the other one is like a... Kind of like I'm talking to you right now. At the same time, like if I'm talking to somebody at a restaurant and I see my food coming out, like I'm talking to you, I'm making eye contact, but I'm no longer part of the conversation. Exactly, you're off somewhere else. I'm just sitting there going, "Oh, sweet ribeye, you will be mine." This is like you are mine to devour. Oh, palm frites, you shall be masticated. (laughs) That's not a dirty word, by the way. That's that's yeah, that's that's a high level vocabulary for chewing. Yeah, exactly. But uh, gosh, you and your words are just trying to make me just. Fumble over everything. I'm a cunning linguist. You are. And a great one at that. How we get through this is a miracle to me. I don't know why you people have listened to us for so long. You must love us. You must love what we're doing. To be listening to two goofballs talk this long about wrestling. But we love you for it. Yes. We love you for it. All right, John. You ready for some reviews? Oh, baby. Bring it on. Let's do it. So... We have our high spots and our botches for this week. Now, I, at first, was going to be very picky because I didn't have a whole lot of botches for this week, but I was able to find a couple. One will be surprising for you, but I want to go to our high spots this week. So, since I let you start off with high spots for last week, you mind if I start off with this one? Get it, Bubba. My high spot has been the MJF, Adam Cole, boat segment. Yeah. That was hilarious mm-hmm. I mean the whole bit whenever MJF goes back to the cooler to quote unquote get Adam a beer and pulls out the dynamite diamond ring and then Cole goes Max did you bring me out of the boat just so you can hit me with a diamond ring and throw me in the water and then MJF just slowly pulls it off his finger like no 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 of course not why would you think such a thing it's <laughs> the, these segments 
never fail to surprise us and never fail to entertain us. Mm-hmm. It just keeps getting funnier and funnier, and I hope that they continue to do it. It's going to be hard because you know Adam's going to be having surgery on his leg, which so is, is that is that legit? I think it is because like if you watch back from the match with him, uh, MJF and Samoa Joe, when he leaps from the ramp to to the floor, he kind of wobbles a little bit on his leg. Okay, and so I'm thinking this is a fugazi. Really? Yeah, I think this is part of the story. You're telling me. Have you seen any reports legitimizing the injury? Yeah, because him and Moxley were both injured that night for the Grand Slam event. Okay. See, I I think it's real. Okay, all right. I don't know the whole. Now, see the Moxley injury. To me, the drop didn't look that bad. But again, that was a just, lot of times in pro wrestling. Yeah, the, the ones that look bad are planned, and the ones that look fine are that end up injuring. Exactly. Like I didn't think. Anything was off until uh, Mike Knox, or was it, yeah, is it Mike Knox, the referee? Mike Knox was a guy who was a failed attempt at ECW. Is Mike Knox also a, is that the same name as the guy? Yeah, the referee, uh, yeah, uh, referee Mike Knox. Okay. But uh, whenever he went down for the cover, but he was about to do three, but he lifted his hand a little bit, but his shoulders were still down. At that point, I was like, Wait a minute, did he just mess up or did they mess up? Yeah. But whenever he went for the same move again, yeah. I'm like, okay, something well, is off yeah, here. Moxley called, Moxley called the audible because he was like, I'm not going to retain a title that I can't defend. Exactly. Which, bless John Moxley. Like, like He was going to have a great run with that. and he's, well, that, he's, I just, But that's, that's the mentality for the business that I love. Like, I don't always love all, like... I don't always love all the things of AEW. Obviously, I you know I, I state them clearly for the record here, um, and you know I I don't agree with a lot of the things that the Moxleys and the Young Bucks and, and different people who have influence right choose to do here, but that is putting the business at, you know at the top of your mountain. Yes, right? I mean like. I'm I'm injured. I'm, I can already tell this is a I'm injured for a while. Right injury. I'm supposed to go over. I'm not. I'm not going over. Yeah. I'm call, I'm calling an audible in the ring. This is a me decision. Which I mean, and I'll deal I, with Tony later. And I respect John Moxley tremendously for that because yeah. had he have gone through and won the match, the following week or the following night on Rampage or Collision. He would have had to go out in front of everybody and say that he has to relinquish the title, and well, then I would say the title kind of loses its prestige. Well, I'll say yeah, that, that's the, this title that uh, Orange Cassidy has gone on this long, you know, what more than half a year yeah. reign, you know, defending it every week, you know, building up the value of that title, yeah, and you know, it just now transfers over to Moxley, so we're trying to build, and you know, we're trying to build this title. He, could, I don't even let's say, his is a concussion. So like, he could have let's say he could have won and been like, I'm just not going to defend the title for you know a month. Right, but then that months. would that wouldn't be fair to the title because exactly. it's pretty much been defended every single dynamite. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a TV title. Exactly. Whereas say it's defended every week, and you know it's it's the title that it puts on. You know, you've got your title holder, and then you've got your person that you're, you know. Trying to get over a little more, right? Like they're already kind of over. They're building, you know, they're they're a good talent, but we're trying to have a great match so that they can get over that much more. Exactly. Um, so yeah, yeah we kind of got sidetracked there for a little bit, but yeah, the MJF, Adam Cole, and Paul White segment was absolutely hilarious. And then, of course, whenever they start reeling in Paul White, dressed as Dude, Captain Insane. Well, that was so like that's when it went from man, this is a great segment to it. Fully pop me. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. When they throw when they throw the line and Captain Insano's sitting on the raft, <laughs> I was it's, like, "It's what? What? Where are we exactly? And why do I love that? It, that, that that the big show, the big show, Captain Insano. Captain yeah, Insano showed no mercy. <laughs> I mean, if you go back and watch the segment again on YouTube or, or on demand or wherever, just listen for whenever. It cuts to Big Show in the raft. You could hear the crowd pop so loud oh, yeah. over the video being played. Well, I just want to know who was like, you know what this segment needs? Paul White 
on a raft. It had to have been an influence by MJF and Adam Cole. I mean, I'm saying, yeah, I mean, obviously, but I'm saying, like, there were some producers, but, like, I would have never thought of that in a million years. Oh, yeah. Like, that is the, it's just, that was just the funniest thing. Like, okay, Paul White's there. And, yeah. And you know what? Let's not have him just be Paul White. He needs to be Captain we Insano. We need Captain Insano. Yeah. I mean, it, it brought pure joy to me. And so uh, that, that's what my high spot was this week for. Uh, what about yours, John? Well, it's, it's mine. Uh, oh, okay. I, mean, I, I, could try, I could try to pick something different. Um, if I had to pick a close second, um, I would probably say the um, the beginning of the feud with Jay White and MJF. Yeah, I, uh, honestly, that was going to be a close I second for me as well. I don't think that uh, the promo battle was uh, was like five stars. Right. Um, it was good. But it was good. Yeah. It was good. I, I think that it can get better. Yes. Um, but then, like, ending the show with, you know, the attack on Jay White. I was just about to make a point of that. The guys well. that were wearing the masks and the mask that is very much MJF's devil mask. Yes. So it's the question of, is it really was that MJF? Was that someone trying to look like MJF? Was that MJF, Roddy, and the Kingdom? See, that's where we have so many conspiracy theories that could possibly go out. Yeah. So, like I said, so, so that's like that's something that y'all can leave in the comments and let us know. Yeah. Like so, like so that that would be like my, my close segment is is the way they're handling this whole switchblade MJF thing, and then it's like with this look, cons- like the, the promo battle, and then the conspiracy, um, you know what who's who's behind it, who's behind it, and then what's going to come of that, right? Yeah. Because there was some theories, and I'm sure that people saw it on social media. Whenever MJF and Adam Cole were backstage, you could see on MJF's side of his locker the devil mask was hanging back there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people assume that it's MJF, mm-hmm. but it's like you said, it could be somebody else yep. or it could be MJF with Roddy and the kingdom and all the other guys, but we've yet to find out, but we will eventually, I'm, I, we won't find out at wrestle dream. It'll probably no, be closer is, towards the anniversary. This is, gonna, this is gonna play out. No, this is going to play out longer than that. And then, um, I got to ask, was there sound, was there like weird sound things happening? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I thought that it was just me. Uh, no, but it was I was on like, my okay, TV I'm too. glad someone else heard it yeah. as well. So yeah, I, I think they were having maybe microphone or audio issues. No. With... Is that like no? I'm like, is is that anything that happens in, in wrestling? I'm always like, when it if it happens once, it's it's malfunction. But when it happens multiple times during multiple segments, yeah, it makes me think. There's something to it, and I have no idea. I have no thoughts. I have no ideas. But those those interferences it, that wasn't like the minute I heard, it, I go, "That's not a normal interference sound." Like that's not just like a microphone patching out. Like I don't know. It just seems like you think I maybe you think legitimately it was just a truck issue. I think it was just a truck issue. Okay, sure. but I mean, like you said, because I mean, during the whole backstage segment with Christian Cage and Darby Allen, it was going on during the very last mm-hmm. like ten seconds of it. I mean, I don't. I don't see how that would be something that was meant for storyline purposes or something that AEW meant to do. It, it just seems like maybe it's just an issue with the truck. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Maybe there is something behind it. If so, I don't really know what it would be for. Yeah. Okay. But it's something to look into. So now we get into our botches for the week. Uh, why don't you take it on this one? What was your botch for the week? The Swerve Adam Page promo. Yeah, it yeah. fell flat. It was boring. It did not hype up the match. It did. In fact, I'm less enthused about the match than I was before. Yeah, Th- those two have no chemistry together whatsoever. No, they don't. And yeah, I I agree. It was just kind of bland. There wasn't really any kind of hype to it. Yeah, the whole back and forth between Swerve and Adam, uh, Adam Page, it's just kind of been like, why, like, what, wh- where do they go from here? Like, if Swerve does, like, when Swerve beats him. Like, what does this do for Swerve? Does this put him in a match with MJF? Does this put him in the main event scene with Kenny Omega? Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it, was, it was a promo. It was like two guys who are about to have this match, but at no point 
did it really become clear why they're so excited to have this match against each other. Right. Like, there's no stakes. Like, there's... That's what I was just about to say. There's no stakes. There's nothing behind it that gives them any sort of motivation. Yeah. From my perspective. No, from... Yeah, and I I completely agree. Like I said, this is a match that will be, you know, two good wrestlers wrestling in a ring. It'll be entertaining. But there's nothing for it. It's not a number one contenders match. It's not like Swerve is legitimate. Like it's not like Swerve wins this match and then like he's Matt and Nick's new best friend. Right. Like that's not gonna happen. So it, there's no stakes. There's nothing that makes you like want to sink your teeth into it. And they say like so the promo just falls flat. And they, these two they can't fake an animosity. They it's like they don't have the, this chemistry where they can just you know really get at each other. Like Adam Page is. I can count on three fingers how many, you know, intriguing promos that Adam Page has had. And two of them are with someone who's no longer with the company. Exactly. Uh, My botch for the week was the match between Nia Jax and Zoe Stark. Oh, lo and behold. I know, I know. I had to eat a big helping of crow. Mm -hmm. Um, Just very sloppy. Not Nia Jax, just not really. She has done gonna, nothing to hone her craft since no, she's been gone. And it shows that nothing has been done to perfect her in-ring abilities. Yeah. Just for the simple fact, I mean, she is a dominant-sized woman. I'll put it as that. But nothing throughout this match made me look at her and say, she's going to be the one to knock off Rhea Ripley. No. It's not going to happen. Simply because she's, she's very she's, sloppy. Dude, she's Earthquake with hair extensions. Yeah, I agree. Like She's Bastion Booger with lip gloss. Yeah. Now, nothing against Nia as a person. She's a wonderful individual. I don't How know do her. How do you know that? How do you no. know she's a wonderful individual? I'm, she could be a total butthole. She could, but I don't know. I've never met her before. All I see is what I see on TV and on social media. What I see time. her on TV is somebody who has all of the opportunity to succeed in the world and squanders it. Yeah. And to and, me, and, that's that's a character yeah, defect. Yeah, so I agree. I don't, I don't no, like nothing her. against her, but just that match did nothing for me to believe that she's going to be the one to be a champion at some point. It's like we were talking about before. I think she's just going to be here for a set amount of time until her contract is up, and then that's it. She's just going to be filling in. I'm counting the days. And that that was going to be my. That's pretty much my botch for the week. My this one was a close second, but our good friend Bill Weaver sent this to me, and his caption was, uh, "What happened to kayfabe?" I don't know if you saw it or not, but a fan in Japan captured Kenny Omega as the one filming the segment with Don Callis and Kanosuke Takeshita. I don't know if you've seen the photo, but this is it right here. And if you want to see it, go on social media or go wherever you find stuff on the internet and look this up. It is out there. Kenny Omega was the one filming this segment. And this this is, is a poor, poor, poor decision to have someone... I mean, maybe they couldn't find anybody to go to Japan with them. Maybe they... Had something come up where the guy that was supposed to be there was. They're called there. young boys. Exactly. Do you find guys don't, that. Don't tell me, like, no, you cannot, no, we're not even going to go on this whole idea that they couldn't have found somebody. Right. It's and, Don and, Callis. We don't know the circumstances, but of the people to do this and to film this, why would you have it be the guy who is literally going to be the one facing you at a pay per view event? Because they don't take it seriously. They, I have gone on this tirade a thousand times and I'll go on a thousand more. They don't take it seriously. They think that, you know, this, the, the spot fest is more important than, you know, the story. Exactly. They, you know, like they, they want to be, oh, you know, professional wrestling. It's all about the match and the art form of, of the story we tell in the ring and everything else is just to get you there. No, dude. Like, that's not all that it is. That's yeah. Like, that's there's not more all that to it, it is at all. And you know, go back, go back in time when there was a freaking plane crash, and heels and faces were on the same plane, and instead of calling nine one one, they called the other wrestlers to come help fix the situation because the last thing they wanted to be in the newspaper was that heels and faces were on a plane together. Right. You know, 
That's kayfabe. Exactly. That's committing to the character. Yes. And that's why people like Ric Flair and, you know, those era of people are held in such regard because they held the business in that regard. And that's why right. guys like Kenny Omega, even though they're probably a thousand times more athletically, you know, uh, talented than a Ric Flair, will never last as long as a Ric Flair. Right. It, I would hope that kayfabe is not dead, but in this day and age, it's slowly, sadly dying What's that? It's, that it's this, you know, it's, it's the social media generation. They don't, like, you got, like, why is MJF the most over wrestler in AEW? Because he's the most kayfabe protected wrestler in the promotion. Exactly. I would say he's the most protected kayfabe wrestler in the world. Like, he is, he is MJF on social media. He is MJF at the signings, he's MJF in the arena. He is who he like, is, and he stays true to it. Wherever he's not MJF, there are no cameras. There are no people who are going to take pictures of him being separate and put it on social media. Yeah. He protects his characters. Like in the modern day of social media, it's so, I, I get it. It's, it's harder than it's ever been before. But that's why it's so much more important. Because if you can actually keep it up and make that... And make that a, a perception to people that this is really who you are. They will pay to see you. Yes, they will pay to see you lose. Exactly. It you just know, helps. If you're build a bad it. guy, they, people will pay to see you lose if they think you're an actual bad guy and not right. just a guy putting on a character to make money for his his family. Exactly. Say, and if you're a good guy and you're actually a good guy who does good guy things and like you know when you're time is out you're doing you know awesome charity events and stuff like that and you're doing good guy things and you're not caught you know cheating on your wife with three other girls right people will pay to see you exactly but when you don't protect kayfabe and when people know that it's all just a fugazi it's a little less inclining to to pull your, your 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 wallet out especially in a high inflated time such as this absolutely but with all that I'm going to go... So, my win for the week, I'm going to give this one to AEW. 100%. AEW. Like I said, WWE. Shoo, it's, kind, it's kind of just... I won't say flatline, but we're in that... Like you said, in that phase where these are just kind of pay-per-views that are there just to help build storylines and to help get us to a point where yep. we want to go. Yep. Whereas with Wrestle Dream, this is just building up and also building up storylines... Aside from that, aside from Muscle Dream, I'd say the not, not, honestly, truthfully, not much of what I liked about AEW this week was the buildup for Wrestle Dream. A lot more of it kind of had to do with stuff that's completely outside, like I right? Said, the, the Jay White MJF stuff, the J, the MJF Adam Cole stuff. I mean, obviously, the I'm I'm bought in to the Christian Cage and Darby Allen match, right? For more than one reason, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just. Uh, Collision. One other person I want to give just kudos again to is uh, Tony Storm. Yes. This this character she's creating. It's golden. It's fantastic. I love it. It's yeah no it's it, it, it's it's weird. It's you know it's kooky. But it works. But it works. And it, it's, it's it's gotten her it's, over. It's entertaining. Yeah. She's getting over. And it's like you know the the character that she's played for so many years. It was a cool character. It was compelling. But you know it. I don't think it had ever got her. It didn't really get her much. It didn't. Amazing. Yeah, she didn't really get much out of it. And so now she's doing something like totally different, and she's getting more with less. Exactly. And you know, for every wrestler, especially in AEW, who's learning how to be more entertaining, like I just want to. I'm going to always take the time to point them out, right? Because that is, you know. Anybody, let's say it's very easy to drink the Kool Aid of flip, 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 and flip again. Right. But you know the people who are learning, draw the people in, make make it worth it. That's Kebella. It's golden. Anyway, guys, that's what we have for our reviews. Before we end this episode, there's a few things we want to make mention of. October twenty first, Saturday. Silvertown Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia, Hope Championship Wrestling will be having their event, and that is where we will be at 
doing live commentary for their event. I'm excited about it because this is going to be our first event that we get to do together mm -hmm. and to be able to attend. I know I've been to a couple events in the past, and I know you're going to try and go to one this weekend, aren't you? I or, was, or is that... I was, but I'm not going to be able to. Okay. Uh, I've got uh, different uh, familial responsibilities. I got you. I couldn't. I need you express interest in it. I wanted to go but... because there's an event that's close to us that we'll be having the one. Austin Aries exactly at the event, um, and but unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm unable to go because that's the first weekend of our shows as well. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I want to send a special thank you to Justin Overstreet who sent us an invitation for that. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for inviting us to that. I hate that we're not going to be able to go to it, but we definitely want to have him on the podcast at some point. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent, absolutely. If you're listening, Justin, thank you so much for the invite. We want to have you on the podcast. Hit us up, and we'll set up a date. But yeah, thank you so much for the invite for it. But like I said, Thomaston, Georgia. Hope Championship Wrestling, we will be there doing live commentary. Come out and see the event. It's going to be a great night of wrestling. You get to see Nikita Koloff, amongst other wrestlers that are going to be there. Our good friend Logan Stevens, who is with the Sweat Academy, he is going to be there as well. It's going to be a great night. And then also, November 4th, over in Thomasville, Georgia, at the Thomas County Middle School Gym, mm -hmm. Solid Rock Championship Wrestling will be hosting their anti-bullying event. Our good friend, Bill Weaver, will be there. We're excited to see that. But also... Battling. Yeah, battling Bill, Bill Weaver. Weaver. Amongst WWE legendary tag team, the Powers of Pain, the Warlord and the Barbarian. If you know who those guys are, definitely want to go check them out as well. But like I said, our good friend, Battling Bill Weaver, will be there amongst others. But we have just been made aware by Bill Weaver himself that this is going to be his last match ever. Lights out match. No, not lights out match. Just regular, normal match. This is going to be his last one. Fight to the death. No, not fight to the death. No, we don't want that. We very much want him alive. Okay. But it's, as far as I know, it's going to be a regular match. Now, who he's going to be facing, we have no idea. I Honestly, Stay. I'm excited. <laughs> Enough. Enough. We don't know who it is. But I'm excited to see who's going to have the honor and prestige of battling against someone who's been in the business for over 30 years. He's wrestled for WWF. He's wrestled for WCW. He's, he's been all over. All over the United States. Um, it's it's going to be great. We're excited to see this event. We're excited to see Bill in action. I think this will be the second time that I've seen Bill in action. The first time, I think it was uh, last year in December, it was him and uh, his partner, I think, I'm trying to remember his name, but it was the uh, Red, White, and Brawlin? Brawlers? Red, White, Brawlin? Or something like that. I've seen the shirt. Yeah. Right. But I'm excited for this. But also want to mention of uh, the event this weekend. If you're wanting to go to see great wrestling and go get to see Austin Aries live in action, Grand Slam, Friday, October 6th at Callaway, Florida. Go and check it out. It's going to be a great event. You get to see Austin Aries amongst a, ho a host of... Of other wrestlers as well. Our good friend Justin Overstreet will be there wrestling as well. Go check it out. Go see that event. But like we said, October 21st, Hope Championship Wrestling in Thomaston, Georgia. We will be there doing live commentary as well as November 4th in Thomasville, Georgia for Solid Rock Championship Wrestling's anti-bullying event. We'll get to see Battle and Bill Weaver in his last match. Hopefully we'll hear an announcement as to who he's facing. Oh yeah, I, mean, I can't wait. I I, I want to know. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't, think, I, don't, I don't know anybody that I think is worthy to be Battling Bill Weaver's last, you know. Exactly. Well, whoever it is, they're going to be in for a rough night. Nah. Because. Bill is. Bill is. Bill's beefy. Oh, yeah. Bill is beefy, and he can still has, go. That guy is, he doesn't miss chest day. No, he does not. He doesn't miss any day. No, he's, he's, he's a, I mean, he's a grandpa, guys, but he's a grandpa that goes. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he, he put a hurt on us. For sure. I, I would not want to be in the ring with him. No. Whoever's taking the chops, Bill is not going to be given the chops for that. I can promise you that. No, I'm not taking chops from Bill. I'm, no. I, I'm, I very uh, much want to have my chest fully intact. I'm going to find the scrawny. If I lose, I'm finding the scrawniest kid at Sweat Academy. <laughs> I, I don't think Logan's going to allow us to do that. No, I think Logan's going to have Logan say in that. It'll probably be Logan himself. He'll uh, probably want to chop us. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> but anyway, guys, that's our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said before, we are on Facebook and Instagram. YouTube and TikTok will be coming up soon. We'll let you know the dates for that. But thank you for listening. And as always, keep it five stars.